I read from Jeremiah 33, verses 14, 15, and 16. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and I shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. I'm told that on a typical smartphone, you can find a little Christmas tree, a gift-wrapped box, and a Santa Claus. All of these symbols of Christmas season. These tiny pictures are used on social media in text messages and email. The name for these little pictures is emojis. The prophet Jeremiah says that a righteous branch will spring up for Jesse's son, King David. This branch is a colorful symbol for the season of Advent. And we can all picture in our imaginations deep black roots, sturdy brown branches, tender green shoots. That's very much like the prophet says, Isaiah says, a shoot shall come out, <clears throat> come out from the stump, <clears throat> stump of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. We sing about it at Christmas. Lo, how a rose there blooming from tender stem hath sprung of Jesse's lineage coming by faithful prophets sung. The righteous branch is nothing less than an image for God. It is so easy to see and beautiful to sing about. But what does the righteous branch mean? Images are nothing new. Icons have been used as images for centuries in paintings. The images such as righteous branch go back thousands of years. In Eastern tradition of the church, icons have been called windows into heaven. Today, Luke and the author of the third gospel in the book of Acts is venerating in some, is venerated in some traditions as the iconographer of the church. He is believed to have given a face to Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as the images of Peter and Paul. 
Other symbols which could be thought of as ancient images are the cross itself, which has emerged in many forms, and the fish. About 600 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Jeremiah spoke of the restoration of Jerusalem and its leaders. The Lord says through the prophet, the days are surely coming when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David. There it is, God's imagery. A righteous branch up for King David. God says he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. The Lord is our righteousness. This is the meaning of righteous branch. The prophet is talking about the leadership of the future. This branch will emerge out of the family tree of King David. David was the one who was, despite his flaws, a man after God's own heart. This new leader is, of course, Jesus Christ, born into the house and the family of David. Jesus is the one who teaches us righteousness. The word righteousness is best defined as right relationship. Jesus wants us to know justice and righteousness and right relationships with each other and in our relationship with God. Jesus is our righteous branch. This is the meaning of Jesus, God's imagery, righteousness. Now how do we do this? How do we apply this message of righteousness to our lives as we follow him into the future? For starters, we need to make it clear that Christian righteousness is not self-righteousness. The Pharisees were self-righteous people, as we all know. And Jesus was not a big fan of the Pharisees. A pastor, whom I shall call Pastor Carey, because I can't pronounce his last name, sees a lot of Pharisees at work in the church today. And he offers a list of these things that they tend to say. First, if he knew the Bible as well as I do, his life would be a lot better. Yep, there it is, says Pastor Kerry. Judgment and self-righteousness rolled up into a neat little package. Reading the Bible is great, but we should never get smug and superior about knowing the Bible. Second, I follow the rules. You know, that bothers me sometimes too when I see people doing things on the road 
that are not the rules. Now, following the rules is a good thing, but it is not what gets us into the Christian faith. We get in because Christ forgives us. Then in gratitude for Christ's mercy, we do our best to follow the rules. The third, God listens to my prayers. Pastor Carey said, prayer is amazing. And we do trust that God listens to our prayers. But prayer is not a button to be pushed nearly as much as it is a relationship to be pursued. There you have it. When we show Christian righteousness, we read the Bible because we want to get closer to God. We try to follow the rules because we are thankful for Christ's forgiveness. And we pray because we have a deep desire for a relationship with God. Righteousness is all about right relationship. To be in right relationship with the people around us, we search for the image of God in each and every person. Black and white, rich and poor, young and old, immigrant and native born. We act as though Jesus is hidden inside the least of our brothers and sisters because we remember that Jesus said that we are really serving him when we f give food to the hungry, a drink to the thirsty, welcome to the stranger, and clothing to the naked. Maybe one of the reasons that Jesus came into the world as a weak baby was to remind us of the importance of caring for the least of our sisters and brothers. Right relationship is treating others as you would like to be treated. Jesus said it in Matthew 7, 12. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. In this single verse, Jesus offers an image of what it means to execute justice and righteousness in the land. But righteousness also has a divine dimension. Being in right relationship with God is not just going to worship and giving offerings, which the self-righteous Pharisees were very good at doing. It means practicing the kind of religion that James says is pure and undefiled before God. It's a religion that challenges people to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep one sustained, unsustained, no, to keep oneself unstained by the world. When Bishop Michael Carey preached at the royal wedding last spring, he could have offered a sweet and sentimental sermon but he surprised everyone by giving a message of civil rights and social justice. In the name of our loving, liberating, and self-giving God, yes, he talked about love, but 
also about executing justice and righteousness in the land. In front of the royal family and an international audience, he lifted up God's imagery, a righteous branch. Bishop Curry was challenging us to follow Jesus, our new leader from God with his righteous branch as a central symbol for our lives. We discover what it means to be right with each other and with God. God's imaging always means righteousness. The message is clear, both in Advent and throughout the whole year. Amen.